Hello, beautiful souls. Welcome to The Sunroom. My name is Ren, and on this podcast, I'll dive deep into solo discussions, sharing wisdom I've gained as I step into mindful living, healing trauma, and so much more. I invite you to get back to who you are, continue to lean in as you grow, all while leading with love along the way. Join me, won't you? Hello, beautiful souls. Welcome back to another episode of The Sunroom. I'm your host, Ren, and today we'll be talking about emotional manifestations. Now you're thinking to yourself, if I'm an emotional manifester, if this is something that comes easily to me to create in my life and to bring forth in my present moment, what would some of those qualities look like? Where would I fit in in this kind of umbrella of manifestation? Well, if you're looking to feel capable to be free to do what you love, what lights you up, and what excites you, to be satisfied with your work in the world, to make an impact, multi-passionate individual, and you know a bit about everything, that you love learning and experiencing lots of different things, you strive while working on multiple projects at a time, especially if you like them, you love finding the fastest and most efficient way to be doing things. And when you're in flow, you can move mountains. If any or all of these things resonate with you and the qualities that you hold close to yourself and feel that it is easy to express yourself in that kind of manner in order to, again, bring in manifestations that you've noticed over time, or you've looked up the different types of manifestations that you can bring in for yourself, and you resonated with this one the most. You also may know that there are blocks to our emotional manifestations as well. Whether it's an emotional response, a mindset that we have, the beliefs that we hold, anything that perpetuates a feeling of lack or scarcity within our conscious or subconscious mind, blocks actually will manifest in different ways, whether it's feeling unworthy of abundance, feeling hopeless about our financial situation, jealous of others' successes, Lack of confidence in our ability to attract abundance. You'll always struggle for money and not pursuing new opportunities in life when they're right in front of you. These blocks are created by these lifelong experiences. Some of the beliefs and inherent mindsets that we find from family and friends over time. Times when we didn't have as much of abundance as we used to or we'd like. And the culture that we became accustomed to. Once you know what your blocks are, it is essential to clear them away as quickly, and as thoroughly as possible. When you're clear and you remove your emotional abundance blocks, you take on a new set of beliefs that allow you to act in a way that is congruent with where you want your ideas of success to go. It's important to remove these blocks, especially in the fundamental part of like shaping your identity, especially from day one to year seven. That's like one of the most major standpoints in life that cultivate the kind of person and life we're going to have, whether it's from the conversations or lack thereof with adults or other children being socialized in different manners, being a part of different cultural bubbles, that itself shapes that kind of quality within us. And we don't know it, But we identify with the negative thoughts, the beliefs, and the emotions that cause us to act in a way that is predictable to us. 
that feels comfortable. Because, you know, even when it's detrimental to our success, our subconscious mind causes us like this over and over again cycle of not getting what you want because it's comfortable in this chaos. But being able to clear away a bit of the chaos, finding more peace within ourselves, no matter what you do, I want you to make sure that you're consistently replacing your old beliefs, patterns, thoughts with new ones. And until you feel worthy of abundance, until you every day on every level of your being embody this gratefulness of being yourself, of being who you are. And remember, consistency is key. It's such a key factor to this, to have fun with the process and to make it constant along with creating, a, I don't want to say better, because better is not necessarily the case. It's neither good or bad. Because the things that we call in at times, not necessarily, again, with these blocks, they call in their own form of manifestations. So it's not good or bad. A lot of these teach us to have these signs and, you know, the world trying to tell us something, trying to kind of get our attention of where we could do things differently and how we can align better with the path or purpose we choose to take on, whether that's being a, a parent, whether that's being a, a leader, a teacher, some sort of guide. The more you're aligned to that kind of life that you yourself in a very unique way feel much purpose through, you'll also get this great feeling in the process, this feeling of gratitude, this feeling of presentness, being able to slow down your mind a bit and be, not be angry, not be sad, but just have this understanding that like the things that you're doing in your life are causing these manifestations to come in and the lack of doing things, including like getting rid of these blocks. All right, let's get down to it. Manifestations 101. How the heck are we going to do this? First off, this is one of my larger qualities to what I do because it's very spiritually based. Um, I've gotten more spiritual over time. After reading copious amounts of books on Stoicism, Buddhism, Christianity, psychology, and transpersonal psychology, diving deeper into our own selves to alleviate these heavy emotions that we have in our body, whether that's physical or emotional, and to be able to work through them. And by doing so, finding that bigger purpose, whether they're people call it their higher self, that they're achieving this goal to become that best version of themselves in their moment, knowing that that higher self could be attainable at any time to guide us, which is sometimes deja vus or again, these manifestations. So knowing that you have this greater presence than yourself, and some people call it God, some people call it a Ganesh. Some people call it whatever they want to call it. So start with a clear intention. I want you to ask out into the world what you'd like to experience. What energies and emotions do you want to invoke in your body, mind, and soul every day? When I'm teaching classes, at the very end of my class, I always say, and I hope you find joy, mind, body, and soul as you move through this week, this new month, and into this beautiful year of 2022. Because I don't know who I'm going to come across if I meet them that day, never again, that they have that. And that's that's me. I, I invoke joy, I invoke sunshine, I invoke good good vibes. 
But because I've done this work that I've sat down and kind of looked at myself in a different way and said, who do I really want to be? Gave myself the love, the gratitude and the compassion as I did that, which took quite a long time. And I sat with myself with a clear mind. And this happens all the time. I feel like I've done this on a quarterly basis to start with a clear intention. And again, asking yourself, what would you like to experience? What would you like to call in? How would you like to feel when these specific things come in? Not necessarily a physical, tangible in the 3D, but whatever you feel that emotion is that you want to express and evoke, live in it, embody it. The energy of what you're seeking is already within you. You've felt it once before or whether you've seen it in a movie or you've seen it when you've been gobsmacked, that emotion. Live in that. You just have to choose that frequency more regularly as we choose a majority of things in our life that we mindlessly manifest all the time. So you have to choose that frequency more regularly. And by doing so, I want you to think to say no to everything that's not 100% in alignment. If it's not a hell yes, it's a hell no. And that's something I say on a regular basis to many people that I come across. If it's not a hell yes, it's a hell no. If it's not 100% of what I'm looking for, I'm not going to take it, especially if I have the opportunity to have the time. If it's an apartment I'm looking for, if it's within friendships, whether it's within relationships, family, with myself. If it's not a hell yes, it's a hell no. And how can I make it a hell yes more often? And by doing so, you become aware of the ways in which you settle for what's not in alignment with your worth. My guru... Kobe Kozlowski always says, says that it's your crime against wisdom. You're doing something deliberately, knowing that it's not good for you. Or at least you're not changing the mindscape of it to fit a more positive tone. So you will consistently stay within that rhythm no matter what. So by saying no to everything that isn't 100% for you, and where you see yourself in life, your purpose, your path, that clear intention that you're starting with. One way to strengthen your gratitude muscle while along this way, because it does get hard. Comparison is a huge factor. Not comparing yourself to anybody, because what you're doing is different. What you're doing is individualistic. What you're doing is part of a greater whole. This huge umbrella work of beautiful peace workers and healers and amazing people. So strengthening this gratitude muscle, thanking your highest self, the universe, or any source of divinity that co-created your manifestations with you, and just sit with that, which is why I do meditations. I love getting all of the chaos out of my brain so I can think for a second on my own, think for myself, think upon situations from different angles to experience my life maybe in a different manner, maybe a bit more peace, clarity of mind. And there's been so much resistance, so much resistance from feeling this old version of myself begin to fall away and consistently doing all this work to manifest this new life, this new foundation that I feel like I'm working on and from right now. And I feel like it's here, which is pretty great. But the, mo the moment that I trusted the process of it and I stopped resisting and I leaned into this experience, I say that so often, to lean in, to lean in, to 
lean in. And people are like, I don't understand. Like, you're, you're talking in a different language. It's just to stop resisting. Stop resisting this change of life. Because change is inevitable. Whether you can find it in a lesson learned or a victory of hard work. Trusting that what you need is all on its way to you. It's already here. And to be honest, this work does lead to many other things that come up along the way. Speaking upon the blocks before is like only one of the few. You may run into inner child work where you can meditate with your youngest self, whatever that year may be, and you can put an intention when you meditate towards a specific topic that you'd like to clear up, an emotion you would like to release, Reparenting yourself by showing yourself the love that you feel that you were not given, by showing up for yourself every day consistently in that kind of manner, holds accountability to yourself and that holds accountability to others around you and the way they treat you. And that kind of leans into self worth and like self esteem. And once you find your worth, once you feel this kind of manifestation, feel like it's coming through, like it's taken time to, you know. Really sit down and know your worth, know what you bring to the table, what your qualities are and what your essence is. That's when you find probably all these ancestral traumas that you find in your family and where it all stems from and this lack of mindset. And it can get a little daunting sometimes and really sit you on your ass. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. But finding these things and having more of an understanding, more of a vocabulary, more of a intellectualized version of what I've gone through in my life, whether it's emotional poverty, financial poverty, and not just with myself, but in many of the women and men in my family on both sides. And within this resistance that's being let go, this leaning into this kind of work and experiencing these more harder emotions that are catalyst to opening so many other little things in your life that will realign. I like to think of it as a big main door to a house. You're opening the inner child house. And once you open that door, all those other doors seem so simple to get into and break open. And they get smaller and smaller and smaller, whether it's a jewelry box or a drawer. And they open with ease. And those littlest things just kind of disappear and these boundaries come into place and these new ideas and ways of living come into place and how you'd like to be treated and how you'd like to treat others on this specific path you're on. And inevitably kind of leads into people taking action. And that's like one of the most, I don't know, forgotten things to add or to take on. Like, everybody's okay with doing that kind of work, and that's great, but, like, take action on it. Live it. Live it every damn day of your life. Every day. As much as you can. And I'm not saying you have to do anything drastic, you don't have to change anything crazy, but the more that you look into how you would like to live your life, instead of wishing you could live your life that way, do something about it. Take action. Whether it's creating a routine that's specific to yourself, and creating this environment for yourself, this fine-tuned oasis for yourself, that you are able to be creative, express yourself in any kind of way that feels good in your body, that you're able to have a well-balanced mindset and being able to function within your work-life balance. 
that you write these affirmations, whether they're written down, whether they're on sticky notes, whether it's laying in bed, eyes still closed, you have yet to like fully wake up, wake up, and you're going to set these in affirmations and these intentions for your day. You're going to, you know, set a mental note of how you would like this day to go. You're going to have this kind of expectation for your day. And speaking them out loud really does help. Energetics, it's such a great thing. You hold your own individual vibration. And the more you call out and the more that you express these more positive mindsets and calling these these manifestations in this kind of way, if that seems to work for you, it can really make things amplified, which is really great. And I know I have to watch what I say at times because even myself with my own affirmations of creating space for opportunities, new opportunities, to do this for myself and nobody else, this type of work at least, and that's going to be fine no matter what it looks like. And that was almost four years ago now when I quit my job and I just had this magnetic pull to do just that. And here I am now, not intentionally making it to this point, not foreseeing that this would be where it would land, but I'm really glad that I did because that led me to speaking with a life coach and speaking with a therapist I also now am stepping into helping others at life coaching and guidance or being a mentor of some kind for them. I do have services on my website, but myself in particular, speaking with a life coach was so important because I've been in these kinds of circles before. I've been in this depressive state or this melancholy way, and I've never had someone to authentically help me and guide me through an experience like that before. And within having that help, within asking for that vulnerability in my life to share these experiences and maybe sometimes just very way too open, who knows, but it just helped create that more of an experience that I'm able to really heal and manifest the life that I have right now and where I I know I'm headed, which is really amazing. And again, it leads to more of a self-love love of self, because you are showing up for yourself consistently. You're giving yourself these positive affirmations. You are showing up for you, which then negates anybody else's attention. Once you have yourself for yourself, you love yourself, you're showing up consistently, you're seeing this glow about you. Unless someone adds to that glow, it's self-love for me. And within doing a lot of this work, You can get really heady. You can get really thought-provoked, and then maybe you have ruminating thoughts. You get kind of physically stuck because you're mentally going like crazy trying to figure some things out, or you come to a conclusion or an aha moment for yourself that feels like an epiphany of some kind. Grounding yourself is a huge, amazing practice, whether that is going to the gym moving your body in any way, shape, or form. I love doing yoga, as you know. Meditation that focuses on your root chakra that sends energy, like that grounding cord meditation I have up on my Spotify, to send energy into the lower half of our body because we get really stuck in the upper half. We hold trauma in our hips, in our body, and whether it's the trauma of having a surgery, an accident, a cut, a scrape, giving birth, 
physical trauma from parents or loved ones, or if it's emotional trauma, we hold it inside our body energetically as well. So finding meditations that work for you to send love in those areas, to get yourself a little bit more embodied, you can feel your circulation coming back to feeling nice. Your body starts to not feel as achy or sore all the time. It's because you're sending love and attention. And again, it, the work is really hard. It's really hard on the body because these harder emotions are getting provoked. And if you haven't cleared them or shown up for them in a specific way, it can make you sore. Like I know within this whole series of years of me being home and outside of horses, I've seen a cranial sacral therapist at least tw twice just to get out all the gunk energetically. I go get massages for my body because they hurt so bad, but I carry a lot of tension within my rib cage, within my heart chakra. I carry a lot of tension in my back, right along my ribs. My ribs are always feeling that they need to crack or that they're out of place. My heart chakra is gunked up constantly, but I do loads of meditations and again, these different practices and do Reiki on myself and try and do as many practices to alleviate this that have shown, at least in my own body, that they have. So if by listening to all of this and you have come to the conclusion that you feel as though that emotional manifestation within its own way, healing trauma, unblocking lack mindset, reparenting yourself and healing your inner child, stepping into a bit of self-worth to show yourself a bit of love. I hope that you come back and listen to this, pause it throughout, write down notes. I will be putting things within the body of the episode for you all. If this episode has intrigued you by any means into wanting to speak with a coach, someone that you can lean on a bit and have an ear to talk to, to express some of the things that you would like to work on, and like to grow through. And maybe at this time you may not know, and that's fine. But know that I'm always here and reachable at my website at www.flowwithren.com backslash coaching. And you can also reach me on my Instagram at the Sunroom Podcast. Thanks for stopping in. Thank you, beautiful souls, for joining me in the sunroom once again. As this podcast grows, I can't wait to share my wisdom, love for meditation, and spiritual learnings with you along the way. Intrigued by the discussions thus far, I invite you to connect with me one-on-one -on -one through my website at www.flowwithren.com and to stay social at flow underscore with underscore ren on my Instagram for updates, podcast announcements, events, and much, much more. I can't wait to see you around. Have a great day.